0: If you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms,
1: on Twitter at tinfoil Cast, on Instagram at tinfoil hat pod, or all comedy t-shirts.com, email us at tinfoilhatpod at gmail.com. Foil hat foil hat.
2: Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world-governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat
0: deep homeboy Eric, open your mind Drink from the fountain of knowledge There's lizard people everywhere th- 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 That's some interdimensional shit Wake up, Eric You just blew my mind foil hat- Yes, and welcome to another episode Timfoil hat as always, joining me, my partner in crime, am I, can you hear me? Because I can't hear, there we go, I can hear me. Uh, my partner in crime, my good friend, or off the grid, Ryan Davis. Living, loving, still redhead. Excited. Uh, Aaron's in his cage where he should be with his, with his little ears covered because he doesn't want to hear any of, these, any of the truth. <laughs> and we got to get you out to a live, a live event And just have you sit there and just explain to the masses why you refuse to see the truth. I mean, I was at the Ice House.
1: I was not asked my opinion.
0: Okay. That was the first. That was the first. We were figuring out. Now we got to figure it out. You're going to be a part
1: of it. Are you going to come to the next one? (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll come to the belly room.
0: You know what's so great? Oh, yes. We need you there. It would be so great if Ryan was like the heel. Of like pro wrestling come out in just like little pink, like Speedo short shorts and everyone's booing him. Boo! 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 He's censorship. Uh, guys, if you want to see us live, we got so many dates coming up. We're going to give you the next one. September 5th. You just heard it now. Yes! Yes, he will be joining us live on stage. Aaron will be at the tinfoil hat comedy night podcast off the grid. We got Eddie Bravo, we got Theo Vaughn, oh. and now we also have uh, Aaron, A.A. Ron will be joining us. And then the 14th and 15th, we are proud to announce Tinfo Hat going international. We will be at Niagara Falls, Canada, on the other side of Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. There's the American side, and then there's the Canadian side, and the thing that's funny, it's... That that border is kind of like San Diego, Tijuana. Like San Diego's nice, Tijuana is like a fucking shithole. Uh, Niagara Falls, U.S. Niagara Falls, Canada. Not Niagara Falls, U.S. is not a shithole. I was born there. My family lives there. But it, like the other side is just so bright and clean, and just nice. So we're gonna be there September fourteenth, fifteenth. Go to the the corner comedy club.com let me make sure i got that right yep that's it the corner comedy club.com. grab your tickets now i've been told they are moving grab them now while we can it's get a your month. t-shirts
1: at all comedy t-shirts.com don't forget all the new designs are coming and you know what we're only three away from the 500 on the patreon so that's right if we're at 500 come september 1st I will be a furry for life. For life. I He's going to go as Platypus.
0: Platypus. Now, enough with the business. Let's get into the real stuff. Let's go deep. Join us via the power of Skype. And it took us a half an hour to get him to get uh skype on his atari or ColecoVision, vision whatever he's using out there uh but he is live he is from the tim Dillon going to hell ray comp everybody welcome buddy hello welcome 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 thank you for having me no we're glad you're here you were awesome on the live show uh we so we decided to bring you back and you know we're super excited what's new dude what you got any dates coming out anything interesting
2: uh, no big dates. If you uh, people can check out my Instagram uh at Ray Kump. I'm putting a lot more content on that, and uh, I got some you know I got some stuff in the works coming you know new website coming out, but uh it's not ready yet. So just check out Tim Dillon's Going to Hell, and uh, that's the best thing to do.
0: Do you do do you gig a lot in uh New York? Are you up a lot? Do you get up a
2: lot? Yeah, like bar shows. I'm not I'm not really doing a lot of like road work uh or club work, but you know I, I get around.
0: You, get, you do get around. That's one thing they've always said about you, man. That guy, Ray, that guy, yeah. he gets around, dude. He gets around. So, what? you know, this, this has been a big episode you wanted to do, uh, Ryan. Uh, wh- wh- what do you guys want to talk about? What are we going to get into?
1: Well, I thought something was interesting. Me and Ray were kindred spirits. Uh, at the live show in New York, we found out that both of us are Eagle Scouts. It's so weird. You guys are like your own secret society. We are, man. And there's a secret society within the Eagle Scouts. Oh, within, within the, the Eagle Scouts within the boys Yeah, it's called the Order of the Arrow. Talk to me about that. So Ray, uh tell me about your when did you get yeah, what was your Eagle Scout project, man? what did you do for right, my
2: Eagle my Eagle Scout project was called the Vile of Life program. So basically, uh the idea was that, you know, if you're an old person and you know, you're fucking uh you got diabetes. You got some kind of fucking shit in your liver. You know, the paramedics not going to know that when you call 911. So they're going to fucking give you epinephrine or some fucking shot. And you're going you're to fucking get killed. So the idea is that you fucking take this fucking medical information on a slip. You put it in this tube and that goes in your fridge. And we gave you a sticker. So we go around to all these old people and we gave them these little packets that I had like we you know, with the fucking bottles and the tubes. And like we got Pepsi to donated the fucking uninflated two liter <laughs> bottles of soda. So we fucking that was what the tube was? And we just fucking made – my dad print out the fucking stickers. It was kind of a bullshit project. But the fucking – so we went to all – we went all, all around my town to all these old people. And we fucking they, – they, they, they don't – we're trying to take their organs. They were confused. <laughs> but so we calmed them down. We fucking convinced them. I'm like, hey, you're going to fucking die if you don't have this. You need to fucking put this in your fridge. Put this sticker on your door or so you're fucking the paramedics going to fucking kill you. And they fucking did. Everyone – Everyone went along with it, and it was great, and the Eagle Scout board thought it was great. I never went to the fire department and told them about this, you know, the fucking EMTs. So I fucking, like, at my, at my court of honor, like, they bring the fire department guy down to fucking, you know, give me some fucking plaque, some fucking plaque, you know, some fucking, hey, you're a great citizen. And, like, he whispers to, like, my scoutmaster, you know, he never told us about this. Like, we have no idea what this means. So I think a lot of old people died because of my project.
1: <laughs> uh, shit! Oh well. Uh, hey, see, this is why I, did, I told Sam I was like I got a good guess for you. He's already laughing. Hey, were you all the way from the beginning? Were you like a Boy Scout, like I a was, Cub I was, Scout,
2: I was a Tiger Cub? Oh and my a God! Cub Scout. I got my uh, Arrow of Light. You know all that shit. I got the little pins. That I, I did the Pinewood. I won the Pinewood Derby. I'm a real motherfucker.
0: You so- won the Pinewood Derby. That's amazing. So are you in
2: the well, order? My dad fucking. My dad fucking like, – I don't know if he cheated, but he fucking – he used to buy these prefab fucking Pinewood Derby cars because the Pinewood Derby gave you a block, like a big block of yeah, wood. Yeah, I used and to love a that yeah it was great and all these other kids had these big boxy cars that like were fucking just going down and this guy he was into like fucking NASCAR or something back in the day he used to like RC cars so he fucking gets all these ball bearings and these weights and he weights down the car like aerodynamically and he bought like a pre-cut fucking thing and so we won and I felt like a fucking fraud (laughs) or whatever what are you gonna do (sighs)
0: now what do you get when you win that pine card thing i mean i always wanted to win i never won i was so upset it was so much fun i used to love that every year i'd look forward to that just building whittling my car putting my wheels on painting it and then they go okay you gotta get these weights you gotta put it but the car can't weigh too much so how do you get around that
2: you have your dad cheat for you. Like you fucking, be, he literally goes to the hobby store and buy. It looks like an F1 car, like a fucking like like an Indy car, and like he people thought we carved it. People thought my dad's a CPA, he's a fucking accountant. He doesn't carve wood. He fucking and he's fucking like, oh yeah, we fucking made this at home. It's like he knows mathematics. He knows how to fucking put a weight on something. We're complete frauds. Like what they give you is a fucking nice trophy, the fucking monument my shame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, now do you uh do you feel like um you should make some amends to everybody because you you stolen valor you, yeah you <laughs> stole some honor of valor or whatever
2: I, I i feel like yeah i did some stolen valor i should fucking you know why don't back you do that right here much. on
0: the show just talk to some of the people real quick and just make a quick you yeah. know amends to everybody pull up the podium
2: yeah Look, I I know, uh, you know, you're sitting there at home and you're fucking thinking about the days when, like, you know, while you're taking that Vicodin or the fucking Oxy, you're thinking (sighs) things could have gone better if you just fucking won something in your life. And I ripped that away from you. And I'm sorry, but my dad convinced me that winning was all that matters. And that's why I fucking didn't go to college.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Well, this uh, this whole got me started thinking, uh, I wonder how many former Eagle Scouts— uh, listen to us. So, if you guys are an Eagle Scout and you listen Tinfoil Hat, send me a picture of you getting your award, or you and your outfit, or uh, maybe your sexy girlfriend in your outfit nowadays. That will work s- too.
2: S- send, a, send a video of yourself doing the Eagle Call. You know, what is the Eagle Call? I'm
1: like, I gotta hear I'm like
2: Do
0: you guys do that together? Do you guys do you guys have a handshake?
2: Thing. No, it's not official. I something I invented did i brought it up to my scout master he did not like it he did not approve of it but you know fuck it i'm an adult i'm still eagle scouts the only thing when you're an adult you're still an eagle scout so how come can't you guys don't help me, uh, no younger
0: eagle scouts how come you're not Is helping that, the younger eagle scouts what do you think about-
2: uh you know i don't know if i'm the best uh role model for them i mean i've done some things in my life that are positive but you know i don't really represent the uh the archetype you think of when you see like a nice Trim Boy Scout with his lapels and his sash. You know, I'm just, uh, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life.
1: And, you know, whenever I would tell people that I was in Scouts, they'd be like, so you were molested. It's just like assumed.
0: Yeah, I assume that. (laughs) <laughs> even jesus. before i knew you were an eagle scout i assumed you got molested jesus man.
2: i was never i was never touched i did have one friend i i was easily led i guess for a while and when i was like a younger scout we went to we went to, we went to camp and uh i thought he was the coolest kid ever when we went, we went to boston and he bought a fucking switchblade and then like we went to camp and he would carry around these hatchets and he was just fucking – and he was, like, holding him up to the kid. Like, he woke his kid up and he was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And, like, the kid was just so scared. That I it was hilarious. But it turns out that guy, like, was harassing the kid. And, like, he got kicked, like, kicked out of school. And, like, I was just, like, watching it like some fucking good German just fucking enjoying it. I felt really bad about that.
1: Well, like a good German. Well, this is something a um, few people know. I mean, what was the morgue like, man? Want to tell us a little bit about post-Scout's career?
2: It was my favorite – I mean I, I got into it. I was, first, I, was, I, was, I did photography for a bunch of years, like wedding photography, bar mitzvahs, sweet 16s. And I, trans, uh, I, I finally got a job with the morgue doing autopsy photography. Oh,
0: which my, is my favorite,
2: god. My favorite job in the whole world. I mean I, I, I miss it to this day. Uh, it was great. I mean like we, we, you know, we photographed the bodies when they came in. I had to fingerprint them when they came in. Oh, my god. Which is god. a whole – yeah, you had to do a whole lot of, like, weird positioning. Like, because, you know, the bodies were in rigor, so you have to, like, bend their arms and shit. Oh, I my God. You can see gosh. on the Skype thing. But, like, if you bend the arm like that and then, like, spread the hands out, like, you can kind of... Because in the other hand, you have a fucking thing, you're holding it, and you're fucking grabbing an old man's hand and, like, pressing ink into it. And then, you know, whatever. But I was also, like, you know, I was milking intestines. I was What do you mean you were in milking
0: hands. intestines? What does that yeah. mean?
2: All right, so basically, like... They have to do toxicology tests. You know, they fucking—it wasn't really my job, but they let me do it a few times. Was basically like, you know, if they open the body up, they start cutting the organs out, and then they fucking the you know, the long intestine is a very long, like, snaky kind of fucking thing. So you have to kind of like the way you kind of like a cake and you're icing a cake—you do that kind of motion with it. You know, you fucking like pulling down on it all the way across like a thirty-foot tube until all this shit, and we would empty the shit into a deli container. You know, like you, like you put potato salad in when you get like a pound of potato salad. Mm. And that's where all the shit would go into. And they would go upstairs to the, to the toxicology department. And they would like, you know, see if you had fucking, I don't know, citric acid or fucking vitamins in your shit. Hey, did you get to wear those, put on that stuff under your nose so you didn't smell anything? That's- that's horse shit. That's what the fucking cops would do. The stupid homicide cops. These fucking bald fucking hacks. They would come in and they would fucking rub fucking Visine on their fucking under their nose. And like you know, at, when a decom came in, because look, decom smell like the worst thing ever. They're Like citrus and, and shit and piss and like everything mixed together. It's bad. But they're fucking rubbing it in their fucking nose like assholes. And like and the doctors laugh at them because like you put that Visine, like it lasts for two minutes and then it dilates your nostrils, so it's even worse.
0: So they don't have something they can put in their nose that stops
1: the smell. It's called cocaine. Look, yeah.
2: It increases no, there's, smell. There's not, <laughs> I wish. No, there's nothing there. No, like, look, you get used to it, kind of. I mean, it, if you get too close, you'll throw up. Like, oh. If you just breathe it all in, you'll vomit. Cause it's oh. just like it's just decay and like it's like rotten meat and garbage and piss and blood and cum. It's fun, but like it's all like. <laughs> you get you, you, you it's part of the whole fucking milieu of it all you
1: know no i don't and know we've become we've become so removed from death like when was the last yeah. time you saw a dead body sam
0: i haven't seen i mean like i don't know the last funeral i went to
1: which yeah. was dana's sister gal i mean it's so crazy i think we all die but so few of us ever ever see that end that process so weird there's so many of
0: us and for the most part unless it's like some shit third world country each death is such a giant deal yeah. and I, I, I obviously as it should be but think about that there's 6 billion of us if one of us murders another one of us that is a giant deal hmm. just think about that
1: my buddy came outside and he was like hey uh, Prince died and I went yes and he's like that was the weirdest reaction to a death and I was like now I know that Prince is out there
2: and we all have a piece of
1: him in this yeah, you're a crazy person. You don't think. Who
2: that, do you think milked Prince's intestine?
0: <laughs> oh shit, dude. Is there any normal Eagle Scouts out there? Is there like a guy who's like, "Hey, dude, I'm just I got an Eagle Scout. Now I just I sell insurance for Mutual of Omaha, and I'm just chilling out." Steven Spielberg. Yeah,
2: I, look, Steven look, Spielberg. Every, every Apollo astronaut was an Eagle Scout. So Na- there's not a Oz normal Aldrin. one.
0: Is that what you're telling me? They're all crazy yeah. people.
1: Bill Clinton.
2: Yes, they are all maniacs. Yeah.
1: Bill I Clinton's mean, uh, an Eagle Bill Scout Clinton, was,
2: was he an Eagle Scout? Uh, he signed He does a Rhodes... He's also a let Let's see of sort of sort of sort you sort you sort of sort of sort
1: of sort 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 of that you that you developed this gallows humor. I don't know if you had it before, literally working in the gallows, but of uh, I of not of sort
2: I never really like I wasn't a kid who like liked looking at like faces of death or any of like that shit. Like I wasn't a gory guy, but you know I used to I would tell people about dead babies like growing up. I'd be like this fucked up shit in the world and no one wanted to listen to me. And so like, yeah, I'm sorry I don't cry when I have a dead baby in my hands, but you know, like I care about this shit. <laughs>
1: Jesus <Christ. laughs> So uh, the last episode of uh 108 man, uh you've been handling Tim Dill's going to hell all by yourself. I couldn't do it because I suck on the mic as is, but you've been killing it, man, and you said something. Oh, thank you. I mean, uh, if you guys don't uh, know about it, God damn! Real
0: quick before you get into this. Look mm-hmm. at the name of some of these assholes who are Eagle Scouts, <laughs> right? Some real fucking assholes. Give me the names. All right. Here we go. Michael Bloomberg.
2: Oh, uh, Bloomy. My boy. My boy.
0: Uh, who else is there? There's a barber? I thought that was a chick. There's some real assholes. Hold on. Gerald Ford? He's
2: right? Great. He's a great
0: man. He's a great man. He's a he pardoned f- Nixon. He healed this country. Okay. Good point, dude. Where's some more? Dude, I had some names. Jim Mora? Who
2: the fuck is that? Yeah.
0: Playoffs? Playoffs? Are you talking about <laughs> playoffs? <laughs> is this sports? I don't know. <laughs> has Rick Perry? End of story. H. Ross Perot. Hey. Oh, Donald Rumsfeld.
1: Damn. Jeff He's, Sessions.
0: There, Jeff Sessions? Yeah. She I mean, dude. Sam Walton. Hey, man. Sam Walton. These are powerful people. John Tesh, pianist. I love that list with the... Steven Spielberg, diddler, allegedly. J.J. Pickle. That's only the cool name on here. It's crazy. Oswald Nelson. <laughs> You know I'm just saying names. <laughs> Look at these people, all scumbags. <laughs> I thought I was gonna see Henry Kissinger on there. I was gonna go think, fucking nuts.
2: I think Lee Harvey Oswald was an Eagle Scout.
1: Yeah, for sure, dude. For sure. So at Skank Fest when we did our live uh, podcast with you guys, was that the first time you guys ever podcast live? Because you guys had we, a serious. Well, we spoilers. did one
2: episode like uh not like not in front of an audience, but we did an episode live from a Pizza Hut lunch buffet. Mm. Uh, and we just, it it was some of the darkest experiences of our lives. I mean, like if you've ever been there, it's just the, the human, the human price and the toll that these people pay to like, to get this fucking $8 buffet. These are some of the people in the lowest form part of their life. And it's really, really beautiful and sad.
0: You know what I do? I miss those pizza hut restaurants. They don't have them out here. They're just pickups. There's no like back in the day my family would go to Pizza Hut and we hit the buffet, man. You get all the different kind of pizza, right? <laughs> I used to love it. Yeah. They,
2: I, dude, the, those red cups.
0: If you're y'all in the red cup, do they did you go to that? Do they still have that out there?
2: <laughs> they still have they still have them and they're really oh, sad I cuz the they, they, they're not dude. good anymore. They used to be delicious.
0: Yeah, because and, nobody's uh, uh, going to them so like who cares? I love right. them, dude. And, I lo- I, dude, if you like thin crust pizza, kiss a dick. That's all I gotta say. I just, why would you want
1: thinner pizza? I love thin crust, dude. You love thin crust over pan pizza? Bless that dick out. I'm gonna kiss that uh, shit. Dude.
0: Oh, he's, he's Aaron, back. Aaron, Aaron, stuff crust. Geez. Do you like thick or thin crust? Uh, I do prefer thin, yes. New York style. What? New York style. That's Don't right. Don't get me wrong. I like it, but you ever see when you got the real thin, like it's waif
1: like thin pizza? Yeah, and you're eating just like, f- like I just you're talking about like a no gluten, some like a little vegan
2: spot. Yeah, I'm in over LA. that shit, man. Yeah, no,
0: that's not good. I'm, I'm not over vegan. it, dude. I'm over it,
2: man. I like a nice, I like a nice focaccia bread. That's what my style is.
0: What is focaccia bread? Why do I feel
2: I didn't get it's the joke? It's just that bread with the oil and the, and the little bits of tomato. oh uh, really. really it's nice. It's I fucking like, dealing west of wine. I think I'm going to get pizza after this.
0: I, <laughs> I get, decided that. We're getting ourselves worked up. All right, so keep going.
1: Yeah, man. So on your guys, what I like about Tim Dillon's going to hell, because I keep on telling people, I'm like, dude, we can live in an ch- echo chamber where we're just nothing but conspiracy theorists telling each other about conspiracies, or you can widen your parameter and get some real shit. I like the way that you guys come at it with a real – no holds bars. You'll be complex, but at the same time, somewhere in there, you'll you'll hear something about a dildo farm, and so I'll be like, "Wait, what was that?" Rewind. Yeah, I
0: like that, dude. I mean, some people want this to be like straight conspiracies this show, and I get it to a point, but that's not the show, you know. The sh- you want that like we have wonderful friends who do great shows like that, you know, Greg Carwood, our boys at the Conspiracy Farm, Cry America Show, Grime America Show, Dream and Fly, which. Call us, man. We want you on. We want you on. Those this show's more about, like we always say, it's like it's like conspiracies for dummies. Not that you guys are dummies, but it's like the begin. It's like your first venture in, and it's meant to be fun.
1: Yeah, would you say your guys um, listeners are open to conspiracies? Or like, what is the? What would you say?
2: Yeah, I think the I think more I think they're usually more open than we are. Uh, I've noticed. Yeah, you know, we try to keep things. A little more like so, like look, we have a lot of fun, with, you know, a lot of the crazier theories, but we try, we try to focus more on like the stuff that's verifiable, at least to a certain extent, you know, stuff like the CIA declassified, and then and then we kind of extrapolate from there, like based on like what we know is real, you know, what else are these motherfuckers into, but like we don't really get into the alien shit or like the you know, the 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 weirder, like the, the, the raw child and the fucking wizard people. Um so like our a lot of our listeners actually uh I think are clamoring more for the, the 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 more aggressive, crazy stuff. And we're trying to keep we're trying to keep like a not like a you know we're still having a lot of fun with it, but trying to try keep things a little more grounded and like in things you can actually affect and like, you know, and and get a handle on, like in a real way.
0: No, I get that. I know. get that. That's I get that. That you are just, you know, it's like what do you want? Like people want us to do a 5G episode, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, once you get the information, what are you going to do with it? Like, <laughs> right. if you know everywhere around you you're is going to be cooking your brain, what are you going to do with that info? <sighs> to
1: use it. I'm to other peop- tell other people. Tell other people, sky is falling. We just, I don't know. What can we do? It's, that it's-
0: to me is an episode of like bliss. Bl- you know, <laughs> ignorance is bliss
1: not to tell you about the 5g
0: the 5g it's like what do you know i mean we'll do it we'll do it and we'll get everybody will be excited about it but we'll do it and then you'll be like okay now i know that what am i going to do now
2: right and the reality is like with the federal reserve for instance like a lot of people Try to go, like, They go off in these crazy tangents about how it's like a Jewish conspiracy or it's like the Rothschilds and the fucking like – you know, some deep underground cult. But in reality, if you look at stuff like Murray Rothbard who was like, an economist back in like the 50s and 60s and like Lud- Ludwig von Mises in the Austrian school, and, like they analyzed this stuff for years. And that's where most of the conspiracy shit comes from, the real stuff. And like the real story is much more fascinating to me. It's like – because it's really a story of like these rich families who are fucking each other over. Like, it doesn't have to be for, like, bloodlines and lizard shit. It's, like, just a bunch of fucking rich scumbags just using the government to, like, fucking throttle each other is more fascinating so you me, think There's a much more complexity to it. You think there's, like,
0: bloodline wars? Like, Rothschild's going up against the Rockefellers and stuff like that or do you well, think they're in, all working in, in
2: a way not, not not bloodlines but i mean like for the, for the first at least first 50 years of the fed it was a, basically the, the dominant was uh, it was the rockefellers versus the morgans so, like, you know, like, basically when they – and they would all have their kind of political guys. They would try to get in. And, you know, they, when they got in, they would use the powers of the Fed to kind of screw over the interests of the Morgans and vice versa. And, you know, and, like, at the end of the day, they're both – but, you know, they're not screwing the system over. Like, the system is built to to let the U.S. dollar be inflated. And not for any – like, you know, it doesn't have to be for some nefarious means. I mean the fact that it's unstable is not like they want instability for its own sake, but, like – the, the ever ex- the, the, the easy expansion of currency allows for like a lot a lot of people to make a lot of money, you know, a tremendous like trillions of dollars. And the people who d- get the money first from the Fed are the people who fucking you know are, are close to the government have these ties. So like they they don't feel the effects of the inflation. So you have a you know situation where it's like you know sc- scumbags are getting rich off the back of fucking us, but it's not because like they want to fucking eat our asshole and use it as a fucking transmitter. You know, it's fucking real oh. shit.
0: Uh, it's interesting, dude, because I think some of them do want to eat our assholes and use them as transmitters. I,
2: I think everyone wants to eat asshole. Don't get me wrong, but you know, there's there's a lot of reasons.
0: Uh, there's a lot of reasons. I think it's all about greed and power. Uh, I think that, that they've won so many battles that they're actually gone too far and people are starting to wake up to it. Uh, You know, there's so much interesting stuff going on. AI, like the role of AI, where they think AI is going to take over all the jobs. Well, then who's going to pay taxes? How are they going to make money off of taxes? Who's going to buy stuff? How are they going to make money of us buying their shit if we don't have any money to buy
2: shit? Do you see us going to Well, at the end of the day, it's probably going to be – my thinking on that is just they're waiting for AI and robots to become more effective. and They'll probably just wipe out 95% of the population. Hmm. They don't need. They won't need us anymore.
1: That's interesting. how far down the road do you think that would be?
2: I don't know, thirty, thirty, forty years, maybe, maybe more. I mean, I it, it, look. It, it's kind of like there's a, there's a there's a finite amount of resources. There's a finite amount of land. And, you know, it's much like Hitler did with the fucking trying to take Russia so he can have his fucking people farming the land, they'll fucking carve out, like, they'll fucking nuke China for whatever pretense and then fucking use, well, nuke it, whatever. They'll fucking leak some sarin gas, probably, and fucking, uh, we'll use that as our fucking vacation spot. Well, not us. I won't be a part of it. Neither will you, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll kill us off by then? Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll let things kill us off. They'll, you know, we're on a fucking collision course with nature anyway. And, uh,. You know, there'll be some kind of epidemic and they'll, they'll never prove it. But, you know, it, it'll benefit them. They're probably count. At the very least, they're counting on some kind of pandemic, some kind of like, you know, shift population shift and they'll be the ones positioned to survive it.
0: Let me ask you something, dude. Do you think uh, you kind of brought up some stuff about them, uh, you know, uh, controlling everything using different kind of weapons and stuff? And that's kind of what we want to get into on this podcast, even though we're a little deep into it. But uh, just like what they will go to do to control us or to control the narrative, control the power, control the weaponry.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, you know. I mean, really, like the, the 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 weapons are really the only competitive advantage we have left. I mean, yeah, we're a financial power, but really, if you think about like the amount of debt that like the, the Soviet, the the China holds, that even Russia holds, you know, the fucking Soviet, like the, the amount the the worldwide debt that like carries our burden. The only reason that like we're kind of ex- allowed to like exist as this primary power anymore is because of our military i mean it dwarfs the next 20 combined militaries of the world combined and those guys are all allies i mean like it's it's our primary exports are we're basically the policemen of the world which is why i don't see why like i can't see why trump wants like nato to like take up more of the slack like that's our whole game like if if nato takes up the slack it weakens us i mean in in, in, the, in the global well, sphere of it he just doesn't want to pay for everything
0: and that's and I get right. what you're saying because the bribery is how we control everybody. But what sure. he's seeing is that all this money is going to all those different places. You know that we're right, we're, but
2: it's like it's like it's like he, we're paying the money, but I mean, we're paying that money. Like the, that's the fee we're paying to be the global dominant force. Like if we if we stop doing that, there's no reason for China not to be like, Hey we're going to call in our debts. I mean, it'll, it'll take a few years to do it gradually, but I mean that's the only thing keeping everyone at bay. What's I, do, f- I, I believe that eventually we'll probably start a war with China on some pretense because you know they're holding so much of our like trillions of dollars of our, of our debt. You know, there's, there's gonna be a, it's gonna come to a point where like if we don't want to go through a hyperinflation, we're like you know we're gonna fucking start a war. They've yeah, done it before. For
0: Sure, for sure,
1: for sure. Well, shit, let's get into it. I mean, that was. If you guys want to get some real geopolitics and real, some intelligent view of it, check out Tim Dillon is going to hell on the com. But what we're going to get into today, which, you know, who better to do this with, right? So uh, on July 17th, 1996, TWA 800, a Boeing 747, was scheduled for international passage flight from New York to Rome, Italy, with a stopover in Paris, France. Twelve minutes after the takeoff from JFK, it exploded. And then crashed into the Atlantic Ocean No survivors Killing all 230 The probable cause for the TWA flight Was an explosion of flammable fuel air vapors In the fuel tank Most likely from a short circuit That's the official story But the unofficial You want to fill us in Ray uh, What's your feelings on all the TWA 100?
2: It's a goddamn missile 100% Walk me through it hmm? Walk me through your idea It's it's a classic case of the FBI getting involved with shit and and muddying the fucking waters. First of all, the FBI is the most corrupt organization – yeah, like they're they're involved in the Boston bombing. They're involved in the fucking there's, there's the nightclub shooting in Florida. They're involved in the fucking you know the, the fucking first World Trade Center. These motherfuckers got their hands in everything. I'm not saying they're behind everything, but you know it, they had the fucking 911 hijackers like under like a guy living with them in the year before 911. Like they, they always have the fucking everyone's always an informant of theirs or someone they were trying to fucking yep. trap. Like you know, so it's fucking so what they did here basically. I mean if you look at what the, the reports of a lot of the NTSB investigators, the FBI across the board covered up evidence. They fucking moved evidence. That, like, there's, there's case – like the idea is that they, they basically from the top down wanted to call this thing a mechanical error. I mean the way they describe it happening is that like the plane – because people – look. First of all, I'm from Long Island. I, that's, the the morgue that I worked at is actually the morgue where all these bodies went to. Oh, really? I know really? a lot of the guys who investigated this. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Holy a lot of those guys, if you shit. watch that
2: 9-11 documentary, uh, the TWA 800 documentary, that, that medical examiner, like, I know, like, I've met those guys, I know, like, some of them I know well. So, like, yeah, and, like, like, even without the ferry, I remember, like, I used to work with a, one of the photographers, was this big deaf guy, and he was telling me how, like, he was showing me x-rays once from TWA 800 of just people with crabs inside their head, giant crabs. It doesn't what? matter, it's just fucking weird. What? Yeah like a, a, a crab had like gotten into its skull so the x-ray is just a giant like instead of a brain it's like a fucking giant crab but whatever that's just fun but, that's um, just fun yeah, yeah. well I, I thought it was enjoyable but you know Did look, you, were the, the you there when is, it
0: were, were you there when it happened or is this
2: way oh, before no, you I, 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 I was a kid when it happened okay oh my god
1: yeah. man imagine opening a skull and finding a crab well I was taken off from JFK when we were leaving New York and that was the first thought in my brain I was like T W eight hundred. Why did I think of that? Like, like this is where I'm gonna explode
2: right now. So the so
0: the so the flight takes off, and right. and this is in 1996,
2: right? And there's tons in, of fucking uh, of, of people on the beach. I mean, it's at like 8.30 at night in the summer. So like, there's just dozens, if not hundreds, of people who saw a missile go up to the plane, and who they try The it, FBI do tries think? to say that basically that the plane is kind of like it break, the nose breaks off. And then the plane ascends like hundreds or thousands of feet in the air after that, and that and people saw that going up before it blew up, which is just physically impossible. I mean, like you, there's, there's, there's a multitude of aviation experts, engineers who show how it's impossible for it to do that. That it either would have stalled or were the fucking you know just completely broken apart from the fucking g forces and the aerodynamics. But really, what the FBI did was just fucking take the evidence. Like there's cases where like basically they would the, – the investigators would find a piece of you – know, a, a hunk of material with like holes in it that would like indicate some kind of you know, explosive damage. And they would bring it to the FBI. They had this Aegis machine that would like test nitrates and they would fucking – and they would bring it to the little mini lab they had in the, in the, in the fucking hangar where they'd set up. And the, and, the, and this guy came to me and he gave it the little fucking thing. He's like, "Can you, can you test this?" And he's like, "Sure." And I'm like, "Oh, it's a positive." And then they make a phone call, and then they, within a minute, three guys are, FBI guys are surrounding this guy, saying, "Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of false positives. This is a fucking and like it's not true. This this, this machine is yes, incredibly yes. accurate." Well, we've seen, I mean, this, but that's just an example. But of course, stuff like that across the board.
0: Yes, we've seen that in the Vegas shooting where the FBI was right behind the guy. Uh, given the press conference, the sheriff and somebody asked a question about a car and you specifically hear somebody behind the sheriff going, don't go there. Uh, you know, right. the, the controlling of the narrative. So I'm just trying to get the the, the, the the specifics of this whole situation. So the the flight takes off. And then who do you think shot it down and why would they
2: shoot it down? I mean, that gets a little murkier. I mean, if you want to go real, like real like your thoughts, deep into why? The-
1: Let's go deep.
2: With well, that? Yeah, if you, I mean, like, some people think Mossad did it to uh fucking trigger, like, a fucking, you know, to, to, to pretend like an Arab attack so that we would kind of basically do what we did after 9 11. Which happens you know, and, a lot. I, 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 with that,
0: that? It happens a lot. Mossad is behind right. a lot of uh, shady shit that goes on in this country. The people, if sure. they actually knew about it, they would go nuts.
2: Right. I mean, look. I, I don't want to come off. Uh, they, they, look, they're a very effective organization. I love the Jewish <laughs> people, but uh, you know, they, they're good at what they do, and they don't have a lot of scruples about you know spy shit. Neither do we. But well, they're a small. Dude, you know, I they're mean, a
0: smaller crew. The religion but, uh, of Jewish and the uh, the government decisions of the right wing of israel and Mossad are two totally different things okay right i mean the, that's just where political correctness is that that game that mental warfare has worked so much that if you criticize a, a department of the israeli government you are somehow condemning the jewish religion which makes no fucking sense at all it makes no sense at all
2: it well, doesn't make sense, but to be fair, a lot of like conspiracy theory. and This is kind of the problem: is rooted. I mean, not rooted, but it flirts with anti-Semitism. So you want to be careful. No, because not it's to pushed like, yeah.
0: as that, and the people at the top at the top do that on purpose. So there's no discussion of it. Do you understand sure. what I'm saying? It's, a, it's like totally, uh, it's yeah. when like here's a great example. It's when when Trump goes after LeBron, and then every uh, every you know person in the hood gets offended because they think LeBron represents them whereas LeBron is this billionaire player it's it's identity politics and that's what LeBron has done he's cultivated this thing where if if you pick on him you pick on the black community and it's just one individual doing something so you see the same thing where it's like if you bring up Mossad people start yelling at you about anti-semitism and it's not it is like that's like saying if I hate Dick Cheney I hate America <laughs> I don't hate America. I hate Dick Cheney. I wish he would fucking die, you know? He's a piece of shit. He's brought a lot of pain to oh, this sure. country. It doesn't mean I don't, if I don't like the neocons or the neoliberals, doesn't mean I don't like America. But that's what we get in the identity politics, you know? So when you question Messiah and go, hey man, there's some amazing videos that break down the 40 fucking Israeli art students and picture they took. In, the, in the, uh, the the World Trade Center to the point where it shows them putting in fucking dynamite and explosives. And then you see all the explosives happening in the building. Then you're like, okay, what's going on here? Why does that have to do with anything about my girlfriend's Jewish? I love Jews. I love her whole family, man. It's this... Armed part of this fucking government that has nothing to do with the religion that perpetrated this allegedly. Okay, so I mean, it's like it's like that's where we're getting. So we can have a discussion while I have to make disclaimers on our views on a certain particular religion.
2: Sure, and I love the Mossad. I mean, not everything they've done, but they've done some great. Look, getting Eichmann. <laughs> You know, back in the '50s and fucking uh, Eli Cohen infiltrating Syria, they've done some great work. So, I mean, the CIA's done some
0: great shit too. But it's like, you know, there's some dark, uh, there's some dark parts of all these organizations. Not everybody at the FBI is as corrupt as you were saying. Not everybody at the CIA is as corrupt as you're saying. And not everybody at the Mossad is as super corrupt. But there are dark arts people involved that that carry out dark missions. It's just the way it is.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and that being said, I mean, like that's only one working theory. I mean, the, the the real, you know, the the meat of it is the idea that like it's definitely not the way that the FBI is trying to make it out to be. of I it mean, falling apart. It could have been. Some people think it was a Navy exercise where they accidentally shot it down because you know they were they were testing out anti-aircraft missiles. Some people think it was actually like you know uh, some people think it was Osama Al- bin Laden that had an Al Qaeda attack. There's also another no possibility. Well, that's that, you know, not a well, possibility. It's not. Well, I mean. That's not think, well. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not it's been, just it's, like nine eleven was, was it? You know,
0: I mean, like if they did do it, it was us allowing them to do it, just like nine eleven.
2: Well, well, I was gonna say whether or not he works for us, it's still he's still a guy. He still existed. Well, I mean, these he things might, happen
0: because we allow them to happen.
2: Sure, well, for the most, no, I don't Yeah, look, absolutely. That's. that's I mean, we fund, but, uh, we fund them, but we fund them. We fund them. Oh yeah, no, we we, we absolutely funded them. We funded them uh against the russians we fucking you know even even the the, the normal story the story is not nefarious it's like yeah oh we we gave these guys billions of dollars and and fucking you know, armed them to the teeth and then we just let them fucking chill out after the fucking they took the russians down there is no fucking either either way it's fucked up
1: what do you think about the idea that maybe a, a meteorite hit it
2: i think
0: that is uh i mean dude I mean, look at Randy Johnson. He pitched the ball, and a bird flew right and got hit. I mean, like it could happen, but the odds of it happening is so astronomical. Isn't that the? Great? I mean,
2: the amount of people who saw a fucking you know a, a spark of light. I mean, and these weren't just idiots. This is the same thing of nine eleven. People try to say, "Oh, what does the average person know?" But I mean, like, and then with nine eleven, it was like they are shitting on fire, like these firefighters who were saying they heard explosions. Yeah, and it's like, excuse me. Who the fuck is more qualified to to identify an explosion in a New York City building than a fucking FDNY firefighter? But they make them all sound like they're idiots, and they fucking use like oh, he's bros, He's fucking you know these these Guidos and stuff. Like this this is a stereotype about like blue collar people. And the same thing, like these people who are on the water, yeah, some of them are on the beach, but there's a lot of fucking, there's Navy guys, there's fucking, you know, fishermen who've been on the fucking water for fucking 50 years, there's fucking engineers, I mean, there's all sorts of people who fucking saw a goddamn missile, or what looks like a missile, flying up to the plane. So, I mean, I don't think it's a meteorite for that reason, but, uh, yeah.
0: I do, I agree, Matt. I mean, like, every one of these plane explosions, like the one that in uh that was going over, what, uh the Ukraine? That they thought was they thought it was a Russian warplane. It ends up being like just like a Malaysian airplane. Boom, gets hit again. I mean, Malaysia had like a bad year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all those planes were going down in Malaysia. I mean, yeah, dude, all this stuff to me is there's a there's there's a purpose to it. Uh, you know, it's like we just had something where NATO accidentally released a, 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 a missile that was flown into Russian territory accidentally you know I mean right. it's just like I think all this stuff is purposeful done to uh for mental warfare
2: well yeah because on, on 9-11 with it five years later not a single fucking of the four planes even gets close to getting taken down so like you know Where's these accidental, you know, like if we had some kind, of, some kind of actual infrastructure of anti-aircraft missiles, where the fuck were they? Why weren't well, they you know, mean, Why like, were they in effect there?
0: Look at what just happened in Seattle, man. That guy steals a plane. Those jet fighters are on him within two minutes, you know? Right. Uh, on, on 9-11, d- guess who takes over NORAD? We talked about on this podcast before. Dick Cheney takes it over six right. months before 9-11, tells him to stand down and go flying, literally tell him to go into the ocean.
2: Right.
1: Where were you that day, Ray? I always ask New Yorkers. It's kind of like a Texan in nineteen uh, sixties. You know, you want to be know if they were I, there.
2: It was like a, it was my first day or second day of college. I was, like, I was going to Hofstra. Uh, I was actually when I, the moment it happened, I was watching Doctor Strangelove, and which is like another it was a movie about like this guy who hijacks the planes. it was kind of weird. But you know, it's just a little anecdote. But uh, it was a weird day for me. It was a weird day. I mean, I, I, was, I was an aspiring photographer at the time. So my parents convinced me to drive over to, like, people were giving blood, just makeshift blood bank. So they convinced me to drive over there and do some, like, photojournalism. So I was just creeping people out, taking their picture while they were giving blood, and I just did nothing with the pictures. So what that was are my those hero Where are those pictures story. now?
0: Where are your pictures
2: now? Uh, probably, I probably have them. I should go find them and do, like, a little memorial fucking yeah, service. Yeah, for sure. Now,
1: uh, do you got any other plane ideas? Or yeah, let's get think? into the Malaysian. Do you do you know anything about the Malaysian Airlines, uh, the one three hundred and seventy? Is that what it I was? know?
2: I don't. That's not, not my biggest uh, point of uh, expertise, but I know that recently the prime minister has come out and he's claimed that basically it was it was taken over uh by a, like, a, like a drone like basically the planes have these ability to be you know operate like drones the way we you know do drone strikes um supposedly the like the, those functionalities were taken out because of the you know the idea that terrorists could just kind of you know hack in and do it but this uh the Malaysian prime minister who he, well, he's not the he was a prime minister he's trying to get back into office he's 96 so he's probably pretty sharp sharp as attack, but uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, this guy thinks that you know it was just remote, remote control taking taking over. I mean, yeah, you know, the oceans. I, I, I don't even know what. What do you know? What the, what the prevailing like conspiracy theories? Yeah, that one? dude.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know what it is, man. It's so interesting. Okay, so supposedly on this plane, here it is, right? Uh, that there is a bunch of scientists who own a patent. To a free scale semiconductor patent, okay, which basically cloaks, cloaks uh, an object so sonar and radar can't see it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come up on the thing. It would be it would basically makes these planes invisible to any detection. On this plane, uh, is four out of the five patent holders, right? So, they they mm-hmm. the guys who invented this, and the patent is about to go through. Okay. Okay. So these guys get on the plane, and the plane disappears. The only guy not on the plane that owns uh, a patent is the one and only Rothschilds, Jacob. Jacob Rothschild is. The, Wait, you're telling me Jacob
2: Rothschild owned was one of the patent owners? Uh,
0: was one of the, the, the was one. the fifth patent owner, and that because the patent hadn't completely gone through yet, the patent doesn't go to their families. He's up. It only goes to the the last patent person, and that is Jacob Rothschild.
2: Well, he clearly did it then. Yeah,
0: of course. <laughs> Mystery solved. <laughs> <Rape it. laughs> Mystery solved. So yeah, dude. Uh, all of them got out. I mean, like, I mean, like, if you're dealing with a Rothschild, would you ever travel together? Dude, if you and I had a patent on something and we were hanging out with Jacob Rothschild and it looks like Smithers or whatever his name is, right? Mr. Smithers. What's his name for yeah. the? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: So you Mr. look Burns. like him. Burns. Would
0: you ever travel together and be like, you take Greyhound, I'll take Amtrak, and I'll meet you in New York for the show? Because <laughs> if we drive together, he's going to try to
2: take us out. No, I would, I, would, I would handcuff myself to the Rothschild.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good luck on that. You want to hang out with a lizard yeah. person?
2: I, I like I like licking things. Now,
0: have you ever heard that that's the exact same story with the Titanic?
2: <sighs> yeah. Someone someone told me recently that like the they were they were trying to, that there's people on the Titanic who were opposed to the Federal Reserve.
0: Yes, correct. To the richest <laughs> families out there,
2: the richest families out there were the ones who were who were supporting the Fed. They invented the Federal Reserve system. Yeah, but on s-
0: not everybody plays ball because you know it's like we were talking on the last was it this episode or the last episode we talked about who killed jesus it was the bankers Mm -hmm. why the bankers they were because they were charging interest and he didn't want them to charge interest so they got the 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 catholics or the uh romans to kill jesus so uh not everybody is behind uh, 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 what am I talking about? Not everybody is behind charging interest on money, and that's all the Federal Reserve is—is is charging interest.
2: Yeah, well, look, they, they, people were charging interest way before the Fed. I mean, these banks were charging interest. The fractional—the fractional reserve banking system didn't start with the Federal Reserve. But you I mean, had, we but had two it is—it is
0: ran through centralized banks. With well, that. It is ran through centralized bank. The centralized bank, the U.S. centralized Federal Reserve allows people in America to do fractional reserve banking, which is for every one dollar you have in the bank, you can loan out ten dollars.
2: Well, that's not what allows it. I mean, basically, the Federal Reserve—that—that's been going on since at least the, you know, at least the since 1700s. Really, really, it goes back to the, the gold warehouses in Florence. But I mean, the idea is that, like, you Black know, we had is that had you central talking this. about? There was opposition. But I mean, you had regional banks or smaller banks, and they would they'd have their bank notes. And what the the thing is this: the thing is that you have they, they were engaging in fractional reserve banking, and it was risky. And basically, so if, if there was some kind of you know economic downturn or word got out for some reason, there'd be a run on the bank, and people would demand their, their deposits. And you know, of course, they can't meet all the deposits, so the bank goes under. So that's a kind of natural check against you know, a, a super overexpansion of the currency. Now, what the Federal Reserve allows them to do is to basically pull all that together, pull all of those fucking banks together so there is no more risk on
0: Oh. And Ray, you're still there. Ray, I'll do the Capital one. There, there we are. You just cut out. So say that real quick. Sorry, I lost you a second. What was that? Oh, you just cut out. There you go. And you're frozen. There you are. Oh, now, you're yeah. now you're back. Now you're back. Say state what you just said one more time. Mm, about- no, yeah,
2: the, the whole the whole thing about the the fractional reserve banking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, you had fractional reserve banks. Like all these banks were were were. Uh, lending out way more than they took in deposits, you know. And they, but what happened was when you had an economic downturn, when you had a uh, or it just like word got out or whatever, you know, or you know people saw what investments you were making and they were shit, they were risky investments. So people would start to panic and you'd have a run on the bank. People would demand their deposits back, and you can only you know they, of course they couldn't meet all the deposit demand, so oh, they would go under. They would they would they would bank go bankrupt. So yeah, what the Fed allowed them to do was to. It, it was a cushion on that. Basically, it, it, it removes all these different. You know, Capital One has their own thing, and and Chase has their own thing. It allows them to basically, we have one U.S. dollar, so there's no one else to go to. So we can all we can all inflate the currency without any risk of a run in the bank. So it, it, it you had, but you you had two central banks before this. You had the first Bank of America and the second Bank of America. Yeah, and I mean, they were and Andrew were, Jackson, you know, famously like you know went to battle with the second one. Yeah. So it's not it's not yeah. You know,
0: and Lincoln paid for it for the first one. They they replaced him with a guy who was pro-Federal uh, Reserve. This guy, Benjamin G-U-G-G-E-N-H-E. Guggenheim. 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 Isa Strauss and Jacob Astor were all rich billionaires who were on this thing that were opposed to the Federal Reserve. All three died on that boat.
1: Mm-hmm. They're always left out of the the names on uh, the bankers who actually developed the Federal Reserve on Jekyll Island. They only talk about the six men, and they always leave off these three dudes. Who? Oh, these guys? Mm -hmm. They They created it. So there was that the whole uh, they had a meeting with all the bankers on Jekyll Island to create the Federal Reserve. Those that opposed were these three gentlemen. So the six that were on board are the ones that are always written in history, talking about November tenth. Six Men, Nelson Aldrich, uh, Piet Andrew, Henry Davidson, Arthur Shelton. Warburg. Yeah, Warburg and Vanderlip. But they leave off these three gentlemen, Guggenheim, which is when you think of the museum and whatnot. And all yeah. That. So it's interesting. Yeah, these three dudes would be worth uh, at that $11 billion, but even more so. I mean, I
0: mean, like sit back and think about what people have thought that the Rothschilds have done sank the titanic uh the blowing up the ship i mean sit back and think about like the the rumor is that hitler was a rothschild his father his father was uh his grandfather was baron rothschild his father uh changed his last name to hitler later on and that's how he got hitler now hitler you know if we think about every single one, uh, leader of anything and how they're, they're picked, not elected, why would Hitler be any different? And then, you know, Hitler does his thing. He storms through all of Europe, blah, 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 taking out everybody. And right before he dies, boom, they slip him out to Argentina, right? <laughs> and, th- and then the Russians grab a body. They test the body. It's a female. It doesn't even make any sense. And uh, you know, because they all play ball. All, all oligarchies help oligarchies, and then the theory is that you know, you listen to basically Jacob Rothschild himself say, basically, you know, World War II was to get Israel. You know, it's just like you 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 check all that stuff off. It's like crazy, dude.
2: I mean, like these. Sure. I mean, look, it's definitely possible. I mean, <sighs> yeah, you, know, you would think that you know, look, the Carnegies and the Rockefellers and the Morgans were behind the Fed. So, like, the, the reason I doubt it is, like you know, they they fucking. Had, you know, those guys dwarfed Carnegie at that point. I'm not Carnegie, uh, Guggenheim and uh, Astor. I mean, like, those guys are rich. But, I mean, the dominant – it's definitely possible. Like, look, dude, like, it's not – the same way I, I viewed 9-11 for a long time. I never doubted that they would do it. I just didn't know if they did or not. But, you know, like, I, I wouldn't put it past the Rothschilds or, these, you know, or, or, you know for that matter, the, the, the Morgans and the Rockefellers to, you know, fucking axe some fucking, you know, rich fucks on a boat. But you know, I mean what, what's the idea? They just purposely drove into a fucking iceberg?
0: Well, that's the story. That's an iceberg. I, by that, I mean, how do you know that's really what
1: the story, what really happened? They think it exploded in, and down in the engine room. Of course, dude. It like just basically split. That in boat half. was
0: built to be, hit a like hit a berg and survive. Just like the World War just like the, the World Trade Centers were meant to get hit by plane to survive getting hit by planes.
1: I mean, dude, come on. So you don't you don't believe the official narrative of nine eleven,
2: Ray? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, if Vigilant Guardian is enough to not believe, you know, the idea is a war game simulating planes being hijacked and flown into buildings, utilizing the entire, at least the entire eastern half of the fucking all the air force, all the fucking navy planes, the morning of the attack. I mean. And you, like, I read the 9/11 report when it came out. Like I, Audible, I you know, Audible.com. They gave me they gave me a free copy of it, so I, I'm listening to an audiobook And they get to the part about vigilant guardian, this war fucking this war game. You guys to talk about that, I'm sure. No. And the fucking no. What is it? Got, oh, like all right. So on the morning of 9/11, there's a gigantic war game in, involving the entire Eastern Command, NORAD. Like this is a big part of like, why no jets were scrambled. Uh, to to to. Intercept these planes with any meaningful amount of time, because basically they were they were they were using this massive war game, simulating a bunch of scenarios, some of which were planes being hijacked and flown to the Empire State yep, Building.
0: Yep, 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 yep. That's basically they I mean, always run drills be, before right. every false flag. We've talked about right. that before. So, and, they, they did it in. Um, parkland they did it in vegas shooting all that stuff i can't wait to do aaron thoughts on this episode
2: this is gonna be great um yeah i mean like it demonstrated dude. not just that like it's there as a cover but like it completely depleted the resources like all these planes had to be regassed and, you know they couldn't be scrambled in time and like you know the idea this is a, look a coincidence is when like you fucking go to hawaii and you fucking meet someone else from long island or wherever you're from like yeah, that's a coincidence yeah, that's true that's this true this is so, this is something else. This is like, you know, if, if it's not a nefarious thing, you better fucking explain it in any meaningful way. But you read 9/11 report, and they get to this thing, and they kind of talk about it for a little bit, and like, oh, they're all, like, they, they they seem to think it's weird. But they, and they, at the end, there's a little paragraph at the end, and go, yeah, at, this, at the end of this chapter, yeah, we think this might have led to some confusion on the day. <laughs> you think? Like, yeah. Some confusion, especially like, when the Dick Cheney is is in investigated of further, everything. it's just is 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 the is the the biggest piece of evidence to me.
0: Well, nope, I agree with you, dude. I wholeheartedly agree with you,
1: dude. 100%. Well, since most of our listeners uh, are conspiracy theorists and we like to try to get some new sources of information, like where do you get your – like what websites and news spots? Where do we get some good info?
2: Um, You can check uh, – as far as new stuff, I tend to go off of uh... – yeah, you, you just kind of browse Reddit. I'm not. I'm not the, mo- the guy who's on top of every new thing. I'll be honest no, with you. No,
0: come on. I, I
2: try to go. Huh? what's that
0: <laughs> nothing? Go ahead.
2: Uh, no, but yeah, uh, you, know, you can check out the works of Murray Rothbard, uh, you know, and Ludwig von Mises as far as like you know to learn more about kind of. The way the financial history of this country has been kind of really distorted. Uh, and it's not just like the Federal Reserve, but the adoption of, of Keynesianism and like, you know, John Andrew Keynes and like, you know, the manipulation of just like, you know, how, the, the constant uh, the, the, the deficit spending and all that. Um, there's a great book called The Pentagon Wars uh, you can read. It's about the, the corruption in the Pentagon and how like the, just the, the bureaucratic. Nexus of like you know of, of spending that goes on there, um you know, like the, the which is a little more like it could be more nefarious. I mean, I'm I'm open to the Rothschilds just doing it, just coming all over the world and spitting fucking piss on people. But you know, some of his stuff is a little more just people fucking trying to get a buck or two or tr- or a trillion. You know, the fucking the fucking Pentagon budget is like like seven hundred billion a year. They fucking between two thousand. One in 2005, they lost five trillion dollars. They can't even account for it. So I mean, like, what the, you know, like the amount of money. Well, be, people, people, like want to talk about like, well, it can't just be about money. We're talking about trillions of dollars. I mean, well, this is do you know that's a, money.
0: a big thing that they're saying this on uh, them raiding uh, the Clinton Foundation's headquarters in Arkansas? When do they do that? They did that last week twice. They've been there. FBI plane 747s flew to arkansas and they uh basically have been trying to find if um uh, uh they start taking boxes full of documents man and the word is they're trying to find out what happened to the 21 trillion dollars that's missing 21
2: trillion from where from the, uh, from the foundation from the government oh yeah i mean like, look like i'm not i'm not a trump fan i i I can't think of a more corrupt fucking family than that though. Like fucking, you know, the, like Hillary and 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 they're they're in the, we talked about it before in the last one, but like the fucking the, the drug connections, the murders, they, they, you know, you couldn't have asked for a worse opponent for fucking anyone. I mean, these these people are just in, involved in so much just like to be to be that peripherally connected to like so much shady shit and pretend like nothing none of it's sticking. Fuck, you know, there's there's some real shit going on there. Yeah,
0: it's annoying. And for people just to believe it's all paranoid that people are just going after the Clintons because they hate Democrats is just right. stupid. Are you a right or a left? I'm down the middle. I don't have a side. What do you have?
2: Yeah, right? I mean, if, if anything, I'm an anarchist. Uh, you know, oh, fellow I, Eagle I, Scout
0: and fellow anarchist. hear
2: Yeah. We're both disillusioned Eagle Scouts. But, uh, you know, look, it doesn't have to be a – demo. like, I'll, we talk a lot. We've had uh, a guy named Russ Baker on our show a few times. He wrote a book called Family of Secrets, which is about George uh, – mostly about George Bush Sr. Oh, being yeah, the first dude. President Bush. And oh. the amount of shit he's involved with. I mean, this this, and this guy, Baker, is you know, a serious journalist. It's a very cogent book. And he ties it he, – he's connected to the Kennedy assassination, to fucking uh, – to at least a certain extent, framing Nixon for Watergate. I mean, there's all sorts of shit. This guy. I mean, this guy was supposedly only in the CIA in the '70s when he was leading it, but like they they tracing back to the '50s. This guy, you know, like so. I mean, look, this is definitely not like oh, just like anti-Clinton propaganda. I mean, there's 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 shit, when you get to the level of these families, it's not about politics anymore. It's about you know them making their fucking fortunes and and kind of carving out their you know power base in the world. Do George Bush. Uh, wiped
0: the Kennedy political family off the map. He wiped them off the map and replaced them yeah. with his family and the Clintons. Like, he wiped them. He, he tried to take out uh, Reagan. If you think about it, he was the vice yeah. president of Reagan. His family was... They were close with the Hinckleys. The Hinckleys yeah. are all the oil money from Texas. Hinkley that night, the yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, good like a deal, Bush. Yeah, we live in crazy times, but now it's time for everyone's... Favorite part of the show. It should be Aaron. Intro- Aaron.
1: Don't be an idiot.
0: Aaron. Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute, Aaron. You done messed up, Aaron. You filthy animal. Aaron, thoughts. What happened in the days where we just talked about Sasquatch? Oh, <laughs> Jeez. we're gonna bring it back, dude. What it's so you insane. Some- we go from Eagle Scouts to the Clintons. I mean, there's just no way. It's but not- the, hold, on. let me ask you something. <laughs> uh, are you one of those people who think the Clintons are are good people still? No. Okay, so no. we did. We've done our work here. We're slowly. I didn't. I I was not going to vote for her. I did because Trump is a uh, heel. So you took the the morer of two evils. Yeah. The more of two evils? Well, no. Yes. I took a bite of the turd sandwich. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, yeah, Ray, we appreciate you. Uh, your passion, your insight, your refusal to admit that the Rothschilds are behind everything evil in the world. Or reptilians. Re- you don't want to see reptilians, even though...
1: We'll get you on our side eventually, man. Yeah.
0: You- I'm come- still on the fence. I'm open-minded. Okay, dude. Well, uh, everybody, please check out... Uh, Tim Dillon Tim Dillon's going, going to, hell to hell on the Gas Digital Network. Mm-hmm. Check out the live Tim Foyle hat from Skank Fest and you can hear Ray dropping truth bombs on all those unsuspecting fools. Ray, we appreciate you coming on. We'd love to have you do again.
2: Thanks so much. Appreciate
0: it. Alright, bub. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Hell. Later. Uh, great show. Ryan, a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Thank you so much and uh, we'll do it again soon. We hope you enjoyed this these weeks uh episodes and we'll we got two great ones coming up uh randall we have randall the honey badger coming in and then after that we got magnora seven or the other way around Ooh. one or the other so get those uh, tickets they're yeah, going quick september does, 5th september 5th and september 14 15 in canada holla at your boy